0: Are now, are now listening, listening to. to indeed indeed let's let's talk about this big time matchup number 10 old miss comes into jordan here to face off against number 18 auburn of course it's this upcoming saturday at 6 p.m on espn the lines have been kind to auburn actually the espn football power index is leaning towards auburn which is why B Will is so nervous. The series history yes. is that Auburn is leading 34 to 10 last year's game. Auburn won very close on the road at Oxford, 35 to 28. We're now joined by Neil McCready of Rubblegrove.com. Neil, welcome to the War Report. How are you, sir?
1: Gentlemen, good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir.
0: So, how are things down in in Oxford with Ole Miss six and one, top ten? Things are looking good. What's the feeling that up or up there? I would say
1: uh, I would. I would say people are pretty excited, as you can imagine. Uh, six and one. The one loss was in Tuscaloosa. They're coming off of a uh, a big win over LSU uh, last weekend with a huge crowd, and they retired Eli Manning's number. And you yeah. know, tons of former players were back in town. Patrick Willis was here, and Jarell Poe, and Uh, tons of guys I mean off of off of um, a lot of those teams from the late 90s early 2000s back when Eli Manning was the quarterback and um, you know I mean Lane Kiffin's been here for 17 games now and it's uh, it's been pretty much appointment television they don't win them all but they're all pretty exciting and so uh, they've played a lot of these kind of shootout games uh, over the course of the last year and a half and you know they've they've gone, fellas, from from irrelevant to um, everybody talks about them uh, over the last year and a half, and and here they are in in this game. You know they're going to Auburn, and and um, they're in the top ten, and and whoever wins this game is sitting pretty, uh, kind of going into November in terms of where they are. And if I, I think if from an Ole Miss perspective, if you just find a way to score one more point than Auburn on Saturday night, you wake up in November with kind of everything in front of you, really. You don't control your own destiny in the West the way Auburn would because Ole Miss has already lost to Alabama, but you would be able to, I think, realistically look at yourself and say, we are maybe on the fringes, but definitely in the playoff conversation. Uh, That would probably mean that that Matt Corral had a, a big game. If Ole Miss were to beat Auburn, Corral's got to play well, which would put him very much at the forefront of the Heisman conversation still and so there's a lot there. There's a lot on the line that, um, frankly, when you think about where this program was two years ago, it's it's kind of hard to comprehend, really. Indeed, indeed.
0: Neil, talk to me. Is is Are fans confident about this game? Are there some nerves with uh, Ole Miss fans about this upcoming game?
1: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Look, Ole Miss doesn't win at Jordan-Hare very often. They've won three times there uh, in the past. They won in, uh, what was it, 99, and they won in uh, 03 when Eli Manning was a senior, and they won in... 15 when that was a really good Ole Miss team that went to the Sugar Bowl with Chad Kelly and Laramie Tunsil and Laquan Treadwell and all those guys so they they don't they don't win that at Auburn very often at all and so yeah and then people saw what Auburn did against Arkansas and and I think people have seen the way that Bo Nix is playing the way that they seem to be sort of uh, ingratiating themselves into Harson's system and and look, Auburn got a, a an open date last week. I mean, Auburn got a yeah. chance to get off their feet a little bit, and uh, you know, get in the training room and get away from football and 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 all that. And for Ole Miss, this is not an open date. I mean, they've played Alabama, Arkansas, uh, Tennessee, LSU, and now Auburn back to back to back to back. They're they're, they're beat up, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And um, no, there's be, are, are people confident? No, are are people scared? sure i mean now is there some confidence when you know look whenever you you have lane kiffin and, and matt corral on your team and your defense is playing better you don't you don't just you know concede the game the line's only three points which tells you that if it were at a neutral site that it would be basically a pick so yeah you know i mean i think i, I think there's some uh some trepidation but you know they're Look, they've, like I was saying, I mean, this is 17 games now with Lane Kiffin and they're in all the games. I mean, I, you know, Bama whacked them pretty good, but other than that, they've been in every game that they've played. So over the last year and a half. So I think that's the expectation of what to expect on Saturday. Neil, look, can
2: I ask a question about the Bama loss? Sure. Um, I thought that Lane called that game almost like every play was their last play to win it. And part of the, the the end nature of that was the curious play calling. Uh, what is the feeling around? Oh, I mean, I know you're sitting and you're, and you're thinking we only got one loss and it's to Bama, but uh, what was the what happened there? What was the game plan? Like, you know, what I, I felt like they kind of I, I felt like I'm a real big believer in Lane Kiffin as a play caller. Yeah, I've seen him the call good. some yeah, yeah. beautiful games. This was one of the worst I felt like I've seen.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think that week, it's no secret Lane Kiffin wants to beat Nick Saban really bad. I mean, there's there's, no one's hiding that at this point. Lane might play word games, but it's a game he really wanted to win. And I think they felt like they had a better shot than they probably did. And they had that opening drive where if you go back and look at it, they drove down the field, they get to the Alabama Five, and it kind of stalled. Jerry Neely misread a mesh point play and kind of collapsed it and they ended up going for it probably in hindsight would have been better off getting three points right there kind of take a deep breath settle into the game a little bit but then the other thing and kiffin will tell you this and you guys will see this on saturday night the goal is not to play games close the goal is to find ways to win games and i think he looked at at what alabama had offensively compared to the way that Ole miss was playing defensively and he said you know what, we're not going to win with field goals, let's go get touchdowns, and what there's no difference between getting beat by 21 and getting beat by three. You get beat, you know, and so I, I think he's just an aggressive guy, and he, he, he uses that analytics, and most of the times the analytics work out, but when they don't, Mike, it really looks bad, and you look at it and go, what in the hell are they doing? Uh-huh. And and, yeah, and that, was was, that was one of those things. I mean, he has consistently said that he doesn't care about that criticism, he's going to call games that way, and um, that's what they did that day, and it just didn't work. I thought Alabama played really well that day, especially early, and Ole Miss didn't, and, you know, you, you fall down in Tuscaloosa like that, and you're typically not getting out.
0: Hmm. Let's go ahead and, and talk matchups real quick. Talk to me about... Their first, offensive line.
1: First of all, Ole Miss would
3: love for this to be the lineup. On I was about to say, I don't even know if yeah. this is if, correct as far as who their line is right now well, because it's. Well, I want to talk about. Entrance.
0: I want to talk about that right guard. Ben Brown announced that he's out. Yeah. Uh, this week, out for the season, and I believe it is oh, wow. a bicep tendon he tore. Yeah, he tore his. Oh, head wow. head, so
1: he went ahead and had the surgery this week so that okay. he can mm. get ready for the NFL. Ben Brown will. To, how big of a loss? Ben Brown will be an NFL offensive guard next year. Oh wow
0: so who who is who is stepping up in his place and, and how do you feel about about his replacement this upcoming weekend
1: So the next big question with that offensive lineman you look at it is Caleb Oren there number 54 the left guard is he available he tried to go against LSU really couldn't do it came out so he's hmm. it, it, they'll they'll give him another shot this week and uh, and see if he can go He's a really good run blocking offensive lineman. If he can't go, they'll go with Cedric Melton, who uh, started against uh, LSU, played a lot against Tennessee, actually played really well, a a kid from Houston that they're super excited about. But uh, he's young. He's not the experienced guy that Warren and Brown are. Actually, last week, they moved Umana over to right guard, the center transfer from Utah. They moved him to guard, and they brought in um, um, uh, Bryce Ramsey at center who uh, played really well. I think that was one of the things they were super excited about coming out of that LSU game. But look, that's not ideal, right? I mean, if you offered Lane Kiffin this lineup right here with Braylon Sanders and Jonathan Mingo and Chase Rogers and Ben Brown and, and uh, Caleb Warren, I think he'd be pretty excited about it. He, he doesn't have that. So, you know, it, it's that's the concern for Ole Miss is just how beat up they are on the offense. And it starts with the line, but Rogers is out. Uh, Mingo is out. Sanders is week to week. He didn't play last week at all against LSU. So you get into some real question marks about what what can they do offensively against that defense. And, mm. and,
0: and, and I'm not like, I, I know what Kiffin can do through the air. We know what Corral can do throwing the ball. But outside of the Ontario Drummond, who's your other threat in the passing game that can really exploit Auburn's secondary?
1: They don't know. Uh, mm. you know, last week their second leading receiver was Henry Parrish out of the backfield. Right. Um I was gonna say it's gonna be the probably one of the running backs. Yeah, because they've got three pretty good ones. Got three really good backs, and they'll they'll it's try to Steve use Connor, Connor. and yeah. <laughs> Ely. And uh and Henry Parrish. I, I love Parrish and I th- I think Parrish is a guy that has a real future. Uh you guys remember Chad Kelly, the quarterback at Ole Miss? Yeah. Uh, his yeah. his younger brother, uh his younger brother, uh Casey Kelly, has been playing some tight end the last two weeks. Tight years. end, yeah. That's has right. Actually has actually really contributed, had a touchdown catch against LSU. They like him a lot. Uh they're gonna move Drummond around. They're not just gonna play Drummond in one spot, which is mm-hmm. what they ideally would do, but they'll move him around. Great hands, really smart player, uh, really fits into what they're trying to do, Jeff Levy and Lane Kiffins. So they'll move him into the slot, they'll put him out wide, they'll look for a mismatch. Uh, and then after that, guys, it's it's kind of all hands on deck trying to figure out whether it's Dennis Jackson or John Rice Plumley or um Jacour Pearson. They're just searching for another receiver right there. They've moved Miles Battle from cornerback back to wide receiver. He had a catch last week against LSU. So they're just kind of hunting and fishing right now. You know, I mean, they're just casting and trying to find somebody that can get hot. They just don't have that depth at receiver with Mingo and Sanders out. Yeah, Plumlee doesn't look to be a really natural guy for the position. Like he's got speed,
3: and you know, I you know trying to use him in speed sweep situations. When it when it's like running routes and
1: recognizing, you know, how to come out of breaks. He just doesn't look like he's got it right now. You know, he's, he's a quarterback his whole life, Ike, and I mean, you, you you move somebody to receiver, and you go, yeah, you run really fast, but there's more to being a receiver than running really fast. You've got to, you right. know, it's technique yeah. and, and hands and. And stuff and you're right it's a astute observation they use him a lot on some speed sweep stuff where you can get him out in space and like on a wheel route where he because I mean, he can really run but it's he, he's not that guy that can go give you 65 snaps at receiver and, and contribute you've got to pick and choose the 12 13 snaps a game where maybe you can take advantage of a mismatch or catch a safety or a linebacker. You know, sneaking their eyes into the backfield or whatever. It's, it's, there's a lot of schemes there. And this is not a league where you can just scheme people to death because everybody's got players.
0: So if you're, if you're Jeff Levy, Lane Kiffin, you definitely want to continue to lean on your running game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that, we know that. The quarterback is going to be a big part of that. Corral is going to be a very big part of that. How 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 do you anticipate uh, Levy and, and Lane Kiffin using Corral in the run
1: game? Well, look, they're going to try to run tempo. Uh, if you run tempo, you can you can control the defensive alignment to a certain degree as well, and 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 they're going to try to do that a lot. Uh, Arkansas did some of that against Auburn. Ole Miss will try to do even more of it. Um. And then Corral, assuming that he's healthy, and I thought he looked okay last week, and he's probably a little better now. Um, got out of that LSU game pretty clean. He's, depending on how Auburn does it, does Auburn, you know, use a spy that, that follows him around? Or, you know, does Auburn make the mistake that Tennessee made where those linebackers are, are on third and long, those linebackers are trying to get back into zone coverages. Corral read that, saw a lane, takes off. it's the part of his game that he doesn't get credit for. You guys brought it up just then. He is a really athletic kid, a physical runner who um, understands the game, understands running lanes, is not hesitant. Uh, He will take off and go. If it's third and 11, he thinks he can get 12 or 13. He will go get it. Yeah. I think that's what to me is the the biggest danger for this
3: defense is the legs of Matt Corral. Uh, He's a great, he's a prolific passer and Auburn has not been great in the secondary. Um, But when you know, you're going to be dropping back and figuring, all right, well, their run game's not working. We're going to have them drop back and you just pin your ears back to go after him. He's he's just as dangerous, you know, getting into open space. So it's going to have to be a situation like you, you said of someone trying to spy him and being available at all times to just know
1: where Matt Corral is going to be. I think it's that way for both quarterbacks because both quarterbacks for can, sure can beat you with their legs. If you, if you bring you know, you bring the house or whatever, uh, the late Jolie Dunn, uh, where he says, oh, I didn't blitz, I just brought eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you bring too many and you don't get to them, if you're not disciplined in your in your rush lanes and stuff, either one of these quarterbacks can really make you pay for that. For sure. You know, so much of Ole Miss's deal is is Sanders. If Sanders is available, um, even if he's not fully healthy, if he's available, you have to respect his speed. He can take the top off of the defense. Without him out there, I don't know that they have anybody. The one guy to watch for would be Dennis Jackson. Um, you know, he's he can do it at times. He's struggled with alignment. He struggled with getting in position uh it, when they're running tempo. If you look at Ole Miss, they're getting a ton of penalties, a ton of pre snap penalties. It's been very frustrating for that coaching staff. And so it's one of the reasons he hasn't played much. They could really rely on Sanders to always get lined up right, to know to be the right spot. Without him, it it. Everything falls off, and you become a little bit of a different uh, offense. They've had to grind it a little bit more. You know, they all walk around the building wearing "score from far" sweatshirts and hoodies and stuff. And when they're healthy, they score from far; they'll light you up. But um, when they're not, when, when they're, this lineup where you're Dontario Drummond and just a bunch of guys, it's it's uh, they're having to grind out possessions. So, as
0: I mentioned, Ole Miss has really, the running game has been a big part of what Ole Miss likes to do. And, and I've been really impressed with the balance of Ole Miss offense this season. In your opinion, what, to give Ole Miss a good shot at this game, how many yards do you think they need to tear off against Auburn to to really put themselves in a good position to win this game, in uh-huh. your opinion?
1: They got to do something similar to what they did last week, which was, what, uh, 450 yards or somewhere in there? They it's probably they, They've got to, look, they're not going to limit Auburn to, 17 points or something that's not realistic it's not going to happen uh Um, they they, Ole Miss (laughs) is going to have to get into the 30s and so to get into the 30s that's probably I don't know 450 to 500 yards and it's always been the the misnomer about Kiffin is that he's this pass happy guy they they really they really love to run the football uh that's what they do they did it at FAU They, they they've done it at Ole Miss um, they've got three high quality backs who can beat you in different ways. Uh, you have to respect Connor uh, between the tackles. You've got to respect Ely's speed. And yeah. Parrish has that second cut that you can't teach running backs. He does it. I mean, he was a kid that came out of South Florida and just lit it up at the high school level. And he's had some really big games that will miss already. And he's just now kind of starting to kind of find his. His ability, and we just talked about Corral, the runner. So, I mean, if you told me that Ole Miss won the game, I would tell you that Ole Miss won the game on the ground. Yeah, it wouldn't sure. be it wouldn't be passing, passing, passing. It would be that they established a running game, and you got guys like Monday and 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 Puckett and, and and guys like that to kind of cheat with their eyes a little bit, and then you scheme something behind them and hit a big play with Drummond or hit mm. a big play with Dennis Jackson or something like that. That if if you told me that's how it. The, I always talk about the football gods. If the football gods came in out here and said Ole Miss wins, and that's all I'm telling you, that's what I would guess happened. Mm. What What do you say the
2: uh, offensive identity of this team is? I mean, we just talked about rushing. A lot gets made of Matt Corral, but uh, you got 340 rush attempts to only like 217 yeah. pass attempts on the season, so. It seems they believe in running the football, but, you know, with the quarterback that they have, um, how do you see
1: Lane calling this one? How do you see him attacking this one? They want to go fast. They want to run the football. They want to get Auburn off balance on defense, get Auburn on their heels a little bit on defense. You want to frustrate a defense. You want linebackers uh, to, like I said, try to cheat a little bit. Uh, And then they're really good at catching you out of place. They'll go really fast, and and um, if you watch them against Tennessee, some against LSU, some the last uh, couple of weeks, they'll, when they get into that tempo and they get their pace going, defenses don't get set. You can tell guys are trying to communicate with one another, and they're they're catching you with too many men on the field, stuff like that. That's when you start seeing those things happen. You know they're playing, they're playing the game that they want to play.
2: Yeah, I I got another question. So like, can you talk about so Matt Corral, right? Just just such an interesting player to watch this year against Tennessee, 30 carries for 190 yards. Can you explain how that happened? (laughs) And um, is this a serious worry for Auburn? Matt Corral running the ball in this football game?
1: I don't think he's going to run it 30 times. Tennessee gave it to him and he took it, Um, you know, and and, uh, in that game, Sanders couldn't play. And, um, you know, they had Drummond and they were, they were not prepared for for that for Sanders not being able to play and, um, I, you know people keep doing with 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 Corral they're like I'm waiting for him to have a Heisman moment I'm like that was a Heisman moment that that was a Johnny Manziel sort of game he put his team on his back and carried him and that place was crazy that night in Knoxville and, um, they gave him the run and he took it and and but he's not he's not always your standard quarterback runner you know like you. He, hey, I'm going to give you six yards. He's going to take five and slide. That's not what right. he does. I mean, he'll, yeah. he'll put a move on you. He'll run over you. He's a very, very strong athletic guy. and He really understands the game. It's, uh, it's, it's always been the thing about him. He's super competitive, but Matt's a really bright kid. And, um, you know, the, the previous staff with Rich Rodriguez and that offense, they just didn't use his talents. This one with Jeff Levy and Lane Kiffin, they they maximized what, what Matt could bring to the table.
2: War Rapport family, it's your boy Mike G. The 2021 season is here, and we're cooking up a bunch of amazing new content for our listeners. New segments, new giveaways, new interviews, and new game day experiences. But you have to be an insider to get in on the action. So head on over to YouTube and search for The War Report. When you see the channel, look for the join button. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss what we've got coming. So keep listening, make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app, and get your weight up by becoming an insider for the 2021 Auburn football season. Let's go, baby. Now let's get back to it. Well, let's go ahead and flip the field and
0: talk our offense versus Ole Miss's defense. Let's talk about what we got, and actually, what I would ask uh, for you, for you, Neil, it's kind of hard to get a read on Ole Miss's defense. Uh, it's easy to look statistically at what Ole Miss has done so far this year and says, "Yeah, we can, we can, we can get some yards on these guys." But we've seen them appear to improve defensively in some yeah, areas, for sure. so so what 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 is your read on them, especially in terms of 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 their, I guess run defense and pass defense? What do you make of them seven games into the season?
1: Well, they've definitely improved week to week. here the last two weeks they've played some of their best football. they they had a a very strong showing against LSU last week uh, against the run, really took the run away a week after lSU ran wild on on Florida. A lot of that is due to um, a few of the guys that you have listed here, Sam Williams, number seven has always been a guy that they've just begged him to give them day in, day out, play in, play out effort. And, and he was sporadic from an effort standpoint the last two years. And this year, Sam has really played hard. I mean, he knows it's his money year. The NFL's watching him. He's got NFL talent. And now he's starting to show at every play, and he's become very disruptive. Um, they're better in the middle. They play a three, three-man three front. Uh, KD Hill, number 55, is as been very steady they have super high hopes for uh isaiah iton number 96 there and you know early he looked like a juco transfer you know you have to teach juco guys hey you got to play hard every play or you get you get whacked in this league and it took him a few games but that's starting to happen the lights are coming on for him uh and then guys the big two chance campbell the transfer from maryland number 44 has been a huge difference maker for this team and Jake Springer, number one, the, the, the transfer from Navy, has done two things. One, he's given them a, super, a, a, a tremendous physicality at safety, and he's also allowed them to move Otis Reese off of that safety spot into a nickel kind of rover sort of spot where uh, he can get all over the field and make plays. And so as that's happened, we just described, right, impact at, on the front level, impact in the middle with Campbell, and uh, impact in the back with Springer and Reese. And then a guy that you guys don't have up here right now. Uh, you have Lakia Henry there. And Lakia's played well. But Mark Robinson has come in. Um, a linebacker who's a converted running back. Transferred from Missouri State as a walk-on. They moved him to linebacker out of necessity. At 13 tackles last week against LSU. He and Campbell really complement each other well. And as all of those things have come together... I mean, you know the rest. You start getting results, and they're a significantly better defense than they were a, a year ago when Auburn saw them. Now, does that mean that uh, that they're a, a top defense? No. They're kind of a middle-of-the-pack defense, but they're, they're trending upward. This is going to be a huge test for them. But, um, you know, they got lit up by Arkansas 676 yards. Since then... You know, uh, Springer came in after that game, and um, they changed some things around. They played more of Iton. They played a lot more of Robinson with with Campbell. And uh, they've had two pretty strong games defensively.
0: What we've been seeing, Neil, is that defenses have been basically playing the run. They know, they know where the biggest threats are with our offense, and it's Tank Bixby. Uh, even when he comes out of the game, they're looking for Jarquez Hunter now. So if you're Ole Miss, if you're the defensive coordinator, the tape is kind of out in terms of how you play Auburn or, or what's you, what's your best chance against Auburn. Do you think that's what Ole Miss
1: does in this game, that they, they play the run? Yeah, I mean, I don't see what choice you have, right? I mean, you... you- you, you do have to kind of pick your poison against Auburn. They've got that balanced passing attack. There's not like one guy. I mean, I know Robertson's the leading receiver, but everybody, they got like four guys that have 21, 22, 28, whatever catches. So, you know, they can beat you with that, that, those weapons. They can use the tight end. Shanker's a good player. Uh, we've talked about Knicks. You know that, you know, Knicks can beat you with, with his, with his, uh, With his feet, but look—you've got to take Bigsby away. You've got to take Hunter away. You've got to limit them and force Auburn into make them a passing team. That's what you have to do. I mean, because if you're Ole Miss, if they can run the ball on you, you're not going to win. Because if Auburn can, if Auburn rolls up 300 yards of rushing offense, it's an L. I mean, there's no way around it. They're going to they're going to eat the clock. They're going to keep Matt Corral on the sidelines. You're going to have to take some chances, and you're going to have to hope. If you're Ole Miss, that you can force Bo Nix into some of his old habits because he look he looked great against Ar- Arkansas. I thought he played a perfect football game. Yeah. You've got to hope that he makes a mistake or two, and if he does, um, you know you've got a chance because it's a turn in a game that I think is going to be close, and in a game that, uh is, is gets into the fourth quarter, it comes down to turnovers. And and um, Matt Corral hasn't committed many this year, and neither has Nix, frankly. But you, you're you're hoping that you can force him into a mistake in the passing game where maybe he tries to force something and i'm sure that if you're harson you'd love to run bigsby and and uh and hunter and just pound that old miss defense and and force them into putting a fourth man in the um, up front force another man into the box create something where a play action gives you a big play over the top
0: guys let's go ahead and give some final thoughts before we give our predictions for this game I like to do this. Auburn wins if. Uh, Auburn wins if we improve our communication on defense and get our calls in on time uh, so that we're prepared for Ole Miss's tempo. I think the story of this game is going to be what our defense does against Ole Miss's offense. So communication should be of the utmost importance. And if we do that well this Saturday, I like for us to be in in position. We know we got guys who can play well in space. So I look for us to communicate well and get those calls in on time so that we don't get exposed by Ole Miss's tempo. Ike Jones, Auburn wins if. I think Auburn wins if
3: we can re-uh imagine this run game or short passing game. Whatever it is that's going to create long drives. Keep Ole Miss's offense off the field. Is really what I'm saying here. We mm-hmm. need to possess the ball and make sure that we're doing that consistently. I don't need our defense getting a bunch of snaps and Ole Miss getting the opportunity to, you know, pick us apart um, offensively. So get the ball, possess it. I think that we have the ability to do that in the run game. We need to reimagine and figure out a way to do that this game. Um, and I think we win if we if we do that. If we win the time of possession by more than like five minutes, like it needs to be a significant gap there.
0: All right. Be will. Auburn wins if Auburn wins if we are intact on defense. If we got Papo back. If all of our major contributors are there. Everybody comes out healthy. And I think we win this game. I think the extra week to prepare and a, a full deck is actually exactly what we need to control them. Um they they've seen the LSU game. They've seen the Tennessee game. Listen, Ole Miss had to survive by putting a lot on tape. And on top of being injured, that means they can't be quite as inventive as they probably would be otherwise coming off of just a week. I mean, maybe they didn't have to prep too much for LSU, you know, fair. But I think once you have to do so much with your your quarterback and with your offense and then with your your backups that have to come in the game, you are kind of out there, and you're a little exposed because of that. So I think if we come out mostly intact on defense, we win. Talk to me, Mike G. Auburn wins if?
2: I think Auburn wins if we win the turnover battle. Protect the football and make them turn it over. The last two games, we've had game-changing turnovers. We forced game-changing turnovers, either to stop a run to win it or to, you know, again, just kind of snuff the lights out down the stretch. Uh, you know, most notably, the Derek Hall sack fumble recovery for a touchdown, right? They need some of that in this game because Old Miss is good. They're going to have their chances. I think they're going to move up and down the field on this. Uh, bend but don't break is unfortunately going to be a thing again, but you got to be able to score, win the turnover battle. Don't turn it over more than they do, uh, but capitalize on those turnovers as well. So, uh, you know, I, this could go either way for me. I just, I feel like this team has a chance to make a statement. You can do that essentially on defense by just forcing Corral into some mistakes, man. He's not very good under pressure. He's not a great quarterback under pressure. He's one of the lowest rated quarterbacks in the league. If you can get pressure on, him. I know that's been a little bit of an issue for us, but you know, force him into mistakes, man, win the turnover battle, which oddly enough,
3: this has been a pretty good year for Bo Nix under pressure this year. He has done well when blitzed this season, um, which is not typical for him. Um, and I, I want to add a cat another thing. Like Matt Corral is clearly like eighty percent of their offense, right? So, like, I think you have to force Matt Corral to not as crazy as this is going to sound. Not beat you with his legs. Keep mm-hmm. him in the pocket and make him make plays from the pocket. He can throw Correct. the ball, but. You you want him to be in the pocket making plays, not quick take away that first read, right? And then don't let him escape. If you could do that, you bottle him up, then you have a better chance of him making those mistakes that Mike is talking about.
0: So so we're spying. You you do you anticipate yeah, I do spying. think they're going to do a, a lot of spies,
3: but then a lot of just disciplined rush lanes, right? Like it doesn't always have to be a spy to right. um, bottle up a rushing quarter because that's what we did against KJ Jefferson, right? right? Like we spied him sometimes, sometimes we didn't, right? We just made sure, you know, if they're going to have the turmoil that he's talking about at their offensive guards and center, then I expect Tony Fair and Marcus Harris, um, you know, those guys that are going to be playing this, the middle of the of that defensive line to get in there and, and, and put... A guard in a center in Matt Corral's lap, right? Like don't let him run around out there, collapse the middle of the pocket, and then you you have the opportunity to run him into some of your edge rushing guys, your Ecu Leotas, your, you know, um, whoever's gonna be playing on the other side. I don't know who that's gonna be for this game. Um, but yeah, I mean, if uh, you know, Wooden's gonna be over there, like it doesn't matter, like Derek Hall, like those guys need to make sure they're not rushing too far upfield. Uh, but if, if you if you push a guard into his lap, he doesn't have a place to escape to.
0: How important is first and second down for our defense?
3: Crucial. Crucial. I mean, because, we, we, because we, we already
0: know what they're going to do. on. But we third we and were fourth. terrible
3: in third and long last week. Right. Like yeah. We weren't great on third and long. Um, so we've got to get better at that. We were actually better on third and fourth and short than we were on third and long, ironically, which is crazy for most defenses. Um, but Matt Corral is going to be the key again on those plays where it's like you're so intent on pin your ears back, go after the quarterback, but then you let him escape for 12, 14, 15 yards. That's no good. Um, so it's just going to be important that we play a little more discipline in our, our, our third down defense doesn't have to be blitz. Um, and that's the thing that we need to get out of in our play calling. Cause that's what we did a lot. And that's how Arkansas burn us is that we were blitzing a lot, um, but the blitzes weren't getting home. Like mm-hmm. send four, maybe five, but there's no need to send six or seven on third and long and make those quarterbacks, make KJ Jefferson, which they ended up doing, beat you from the pocket. Make Matt Corral beat you from the pocket,
0: um, not off uh,
3: schedule plays and improvisation.
0: Pick em time. Pick them time. I am going to go. I think Auburn gets over 30 again for the second straight SEC game. I like Auburn 34, 34, 27. I like a U. Ike, what you got? Uh,
3: I don't know if we get to 30 again this game. Um, I'm going to say right at 30. So I'm going to say we score 30 uh, and I'm going to give Ole Miss 24,
0: 30 to 24. Hmm.
3: Okay. He will. Jason Hill actually stole my prediction. 37-31 37-31 Auburn. We're almost gonna hit 40. How how much of that is
2: coming from the offense be with Yeah, worth? I like that score if the defense scores yeah, for yeah. sure. I don't know. That's gonna that's what I think the score is gonna be.
0: Hey, it could happen. It could, or the defense gives gives uh the offense short a short fields, field. Yeah. So yeah. You know, yeah. It could happen. It can happen. Mike G, talk to me, man. What's your what's your what's your score?
2: I'm if i'm really i'm really close to picking us to lose this game i I could tell (laughs) i'm on i'm on the fence uh just which which all we were coming off a bye week so we get to see how this coach handles bye weeks uh now there was some drama that may or may not be anything we don't know uh so i'm leaving that those possibilities for saturday out there but like I think if we don't get the 30, we definitely lose. Yeah. Uh, And to to Ike's kind of like, you know, what Ike said, Mm 30-24, right? I think us not getting the 30 means that we're losing the field position battle and they get the 30 (laughs) and beyond. Mm -hmm. So we got to score 30 points in this game. I want to believe in it. I want to believe in what I saw against Arkansas two weeks ago. I saw an efficient passing game kind of bail out a team that was stale against the run. And then the running game got going late in the game and we just kind of shut them out, right? We just kind of closed the door on them late. Our defense came up with a big turnover. I'm going to go 35-20 Auburn. That's not um, sound close. close to, yeah. yeah. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's it's because it it's not about the game being close, it's about which way which Auburn do I think is gonna show up? And and right now, because they're so inconsistent, either one could show up. The mm-hmm. sub 20 Auburn could show up. Which we I just don't believe in I don't
3: believe in Ole Miss's defense enough for us to only score 20 points. That's really what that's
2: yeah, about. Yeah, I mean their defense is bad. And I, I snickered a little bit when he said, you're not going to hold Auburn to 17. And I was like, but Auburn will hold Auburn to 17. Right? Um, our dropped pass is going to come back. Our inconsistent throw is going to come back. Right? Like, I, I'm worried. I'm worried about the consistency of the passing game as a whole. So. It's a valid concern. Yeah. Like, I mean, just which, which one's coming back here? Uh, we made. Look what Georgia I, – I can't – I'm not in the group that can forget about Georgia State just yet. So I'm – I'm, we're, and even the performance at LSU, we snuck out that win. But, man, the, by the numbers, it wasn't great. So I'm just stuck about, like, what – which team do I believe is going to show up? I'm, I'm going to go 35-20. Um, I think that our defense has a chance – to to limit Corral and you know, this, this might be the best run defense they faced all year.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, this, this, I think, I think that's a true statement, right? We'll be the best run defense they faced all year. Uh, so if we can limit that and uh, I'm not confident in that statement, by the way, but I was, I was kind of looking at those numbers before uh, their run defense is terrible. Ours is awful. top four in the league. So and, and, and that's why I feel comfortable that we could get to thirty because there if
3: let's see our, our we've said that about other run defenses and our run offense just still hasn't shown up so that's why it's like maybe it's not just running the ball we've got to get the short passing game in there yeah yeah, yeah. um but what yeah. he said about running around the edges means that this needs to be a marquee game for two guys Sean Shivers mm-hmm. and Jarquez Hunter. Yeah. Because both of those guys run around the... Ed- now, Tank will bounce it to the edges better, you know, when he's running around. But he he's not a... Get the corner Right. Like, he, he they tried to use him on some speed sweep stuff. I still argue that's because he was hurt, and they were trying to get other ways to put the ball in his hands. But Jarquez Hunter is a more natural sweep runner. Like, when they run the sweep, Jarquez Hunter does a really good job yeah. of getting out there on the edge and knowing where to find the cutback lane. Like, right. that's just kind of his groove is we're going to run it wide and he's going to cut it back up. He's a one cut. He's really good on that one cut stuff on the wide gift that they're going to do with the with wide zones. Um, And then Shivers on a lot of the speed sweep stuff that he like. Those two guys need to have a really good game for us. And then we need to have that wide receiver bubble screen game working to put those corners of Ole Miss out there in an Island and make them do work in open space. Mm. Um so, I feel like that's the strategy that I would like to see us go out there and employ. Um, and, and, you know, run it wide, run it wide, then throw it to the seams, right? Stretch them out, get them looking in that direction. Then you're going to go play action, tight end seam, wide receiver seam. Um, hopefully, that is what we end up seeing. I don't know. We'll see.
2: I, I, what a statement this coach can make coming off a bye week. Factual. Mm hmm. Right. Like, so, um, If you don't, this is soapbox time for me about what I feel like they need to do show in this game. And it's not all about winning and losing to me in year one, because they're ahead of schedule. Man, Brian Harson has proved at this point he's ahead of schedule. But what I want to see is I want to see you got an extra week. You got an extra week to prepare for your opponent. Hopefully we got healthier. Hopefully Papo will be on the field. I don't think we're going to get Moultrie back until at least A&M. Did they find some practice warriors over the bye week? Did some guys keep fighting to win positions in practice? I, I, I want, I, again, I want to see them go out there and show some heart, man, on Saturday. Brian Harson said, coming to Jordan Air has to be a scary prospect for teams. Man, if, if this team comes out and they just look prepared, if the offense can build on what they did against Arkansas with an extra week to prepare, if our receivers look more confident and they're catching the ball with confidence, if our quarterback is as accurate as he was against Arkansas, if our line steps up and gives our quarterback time to throw it, knowing that they're going to come after him, man, they're going to try to just stuff the run and get after both, force them out into his right. I hope we can make them pay Saturday for what I know they're going to try to do. But can we be, can we move past the time? What well, I'm hoping is Brian Harson is taking us past the time where we sit every Saturday and hope that our opponent lays an egg. I'm sick of that, right? I, heard, I see a lot of people, I don't believe in Ole Mrs' defense. I, I don't want to care about their defense. I want to believe in Auburn's offense. Facts. I want to believe in Auburn's defense. I want the opponent on the other side To not matter, because we're going to go out there and execute. That's the brand of football I hope we see on Saturday. Matt Corral be damned. Yeah, he's a great quarterback. He shouldn't be one Saturday. He can win the Heisman every other Saturday. That's what we did to Joe Burrow in 2019. Let me see that all. Because you're right, they're not good on defense. Over the back half, we have to start to impose our will on teams. That's it. We should be the better football team at this point. Nothing Ole Miss has done says that their ceiling is higher than ours. We might be further from ours than they are, but that's a scary prospect. Because we're sitting here with two losses to top 10 teams at the time. All right. That's it. Went at home, went on the road. Protect your house, man. We let Georgia come in here and do whatever the hell they wanted to. I don't want to see that Saturday. Not, not from Ole Miss. Protect, protect our house, right? And, and send a message to the rest of the league, we're coming. Bet on Bama if you want to. Bet on A&M if you want to. But, man, they can really put the rest of the league on notice on Saturday. Top 10 team And I'm fully prepared for the media To not give us credit Because that's what they'll do We'll be the top 10 Ole Miss And then they'll come back and say They'll drop Ole Miss to like 50 And move us up two slots Or You make a real statement That that old brand of football is gone And this Auburn is for real I just want to see that we're trending up man That's it That's it. That's all I want to see on Saturday. I want to see is trend up. Hashtag trend up. Hashtag trend up. (laughs) Bet that up. Hashtag bet that up. Trend that up.